On the 5th of September, we celebrated the International Indigenous Women's Day. As a way to acknowledge Indigenous women's struggles to protect life in their territories, we asked some remarkable women around the globe about the meaning of this day to them. In this podcast, Sarah Alacara talks about the importance of pastoral communities in the conservation of territories and biodiversity. Sarah is a Maasai woman from Tanzania and recently assumed a role in the Council of the ICCA Consortium as the co-chair of the thematic area of work on sustaining territories of life. My name is Sarah, a Maasai lady from Tanzania. Indigenous Women's Day to me means celebrating the success, the achievement, but more importantly, take time to reflect. It's a time high time to reflect on what um, what we have achieved, what does that achievement mean to our life, to our culture, to our environment, and what will the success or achievement take us to, but also to analyze now what are the gifts we need to fill in and strategies for the future. As a Maasai woman dedicated to indigenous rights advocacy, Sarah knows well about the importance of pastoral communities in conservation. From the beginning, this community has put in place so many things, so many structures, the laws to protect and sustainably use these uh, natural resources. For example, uh, Maasai people use, usually use to move from one place to another. It helped to not overusing one place or one piece of land. So it was like a kind of rotational grazing. And another thing, it improved the ranchland qualities. Today, pastoral communities face serious threats, which also put in danger biodiversity. As Sarah tells us, pastoralists know how to mitigate climate breakdown, so their knowledge should be taken seriously when designing national and international policies. As we know, pastoralists' uh, ways of life or pastoralists' livelihood depend so much on livestock, of which these uh, economic activities are more vulnerable to climate change. And many of them live in areas in semi-arid areas. So it is so much affected or vulnerable to this, to the climate change, which the whole world is experiencing now. Hence, they have their own way of, of, of predicting what come next. For example, using the stars, the moon shapes, flowers, the intestines of, the, of, of, of gods, but whenever we find a way to improve it and enhance it and incorporate it in, into these uh, government plans, the international organization plans, and so and so on, I think it will improve the management of natural resources, the protection of natural resources, because these people live within this natural land. It is a high time that we include this uh, knowledge so that to strengthen it and make it uh, very simple to use. In this context, Sarah explains the important role of women in keeping this knowledge alive. 
indigenous women have conquered rights, which allow them to take better care of their territory. In this knowledge, women are very key, very key, because women are the ones who raise kids. So they usually transfer this knowledge easily to and next generation, another generation, generation to generations. But also they are the most, they are the people who most need and use these natural resources. They are the first stakeholders or the first um, people who will be affected. But now, really, uh, women are taking up in ro roles of managing the natural resources and owning also. Because in, in our community, yeah, it was a taboo for a, a woman to own resources. or You can't actually, because the law itself, the tradition itself, forbid you to do so. Even if you buy a land, it will directly go under your husband or your um, male child. But now women are owning land. Now women are speaking up in general assemblies. These are the spaces which make decisions on how these resources are being used. So we now have women who can stand up and speak and make their contribution and push women's agendas and interests and uh, their needs because their needs and priorities have been left behind which make them more vulnerable to climate change. Over the last years, women have taken more active roles in defending their territories against land issues, becoming more empowered to speak up and seek justice. But also, women are now in the front line in defending communities' land. Because in many areas, it is now the women who are active in defending this community land. Because of the effort that has been put in place by so many st development stakeholders, they are now aware of their right. They are now aware of their right to speak, their right to own these properties, their right to engage in income generating activities. All in all, we need now to come to the round table. And in this round table, of course, there are powerful individuals, there are powerful organizations and uh, powerful institutions like the government. We need to build uh, pastoralist, indigenous people's ideas, voices. There remains a lot to be done towards a truly inclusive way of defining conservation policies, but thanks to the advocacy work by indigenous women and their communities, their voices cannot be ignored anymore. The ICCA Consortium would like to thank Sarah Alakara for her participation in this podcast. For more content on indigenous peoples, local communities and territories of life conservation, follow the ICCA Consortium on social media or visit iccaconsortium.org.